Well, hello and good morning, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having a fantastic morning today, and hope you guys are going to have a great weekend. It's uh, nice up here. I actually took the family up to the mountains for the weekend in the Carolinas, and it's 19 degrees when I got up this morning, a lot different than it was down in Florida yesterday. So it's definitely nice to be up here. And again, I want to thank you for the continued support of healthmasters.com. I was going over some emails this morning and I had a lot of people basically uh, just talking about the cookbook that they had already been looking at and some people had already owned it and some people were really excited about getting it and uh, let you guys know y'all voted and it won product of the week, the Eat Clean and Be Healthy cookbook. That was the last cookbook that Sharon wrote that we all threw in together on. A lot of really good meals on that. So be sure to check that out because it'll only be on sale for 50% off up until the middle of next week when the next product of the week voting cycle starts on Wednesday. So be sure to check that out. Now, first thing I wanted to get into this morning, and I saw this article and it made me laugh out of irony. You know, I've made comments repeatedly about how we have this shot, this RNA gene therapy shot that DARPA started to work on the technology back in 2011 that has now been pretty much forced on the majority of the vast population throughout the entire world. And there's been hundreds of thousands of deaths globally, in my opinion, when you look at all the databases combined. There's been a well over, I think, a million and a half, two million severe adverse events here in the United States now that some of them are being reported, some of them are not being reported, some of them are on VAERS. When you start combining them in aggregate total, you start realizing there's a significant problem with the shot. But ironically enough, Every single time there's even a remote small chance that something may be slightly off with one batch of food from anywhere, suddenly there's nothing just to recall in significant portions of food and allegedly, allegedly dispose of all of them. Point proven, though I've said this repeatedly, this article just came out and it talks about Tyson Fresh Meats. Tyson out of Armorilla, Texas, is recalling 10 thousand pounds of processed raw ground beef products that they say may have been contaminated with a reflective mirror-like sheen. The U.S. Department of Agriculture Inspection announced this week that approximately 93,697 pounds of raw ground beef items were produced on November 2nd, and apparently a tenth of that is being fully recalled under establishment number 245E as far as the batch number. They said the problem was discovered when the firm noticed they had a notification from SIS that they received a consumer complaint reporting findings of a mirror-like sheen in the ground beef products purchased from the grocery stores. Now, this was one complaint, apparently, from what I've read now, in one store with one batch of product. And they said, oh, we've got to recall 10,000 pounds of processed ground beef. 10,000. That's not carcass weight. This is processed ground beef that's already packaged. Got to dispose of it, all of it. Got to throw it away. Can't have it. Ironically enough, this is not the first time this happened. I've told you guys repeatedly over the last couple of years, we've been seeing this uptick in massive recalls of food. Suddenly, all this food has to be disposed of, allegedly. And there's been a lot of conspiracies and a lot of speculation whether or not this food is actually going and being disposed of or if it's going and being stored in underground bases it's being sent to processing centers to be dehydrated and stored similar to like we have the meat buckets at healthmasters.com which are the 15 year freeze-dried meat 
beef and chicken, really, really good product. I've used it actually just as a lunch menu before to try to test it out. And uh, it actually cooks pretty decent. And uh, it's good to add additional protein to your stored food pack if you ever need that. But I find it ironic that we can allow tens of billions now of these vaccines, total aggregate, billions of doses to be put out on the entire market to be trying to be forced on the world. And yet side effects are completely a moot point with that. It doesn't matter. Hundreds of thousands of people coming down with myocarditis globally, tens of thousands of people dying in the United States randomly. Oh, no, nothing to worry about. Shot's totally safe. And at the same time, you now have the G20 summit. They just announced this week that they have issued a formal decree promoting vaccine passports as preparations for any future pandemic response. Wouldn't you imagine that? They advocated that it would be dubbed a digital health certificate, which shows a person has been vaccinated or tested properly so that then you can move around freely. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by the WHO if you've been tested or vaccinated properly. And uh, that's going to be a hard pass for me. And it's not surprising to me because we talked about this repeatedly. They didn't put that track and tracing app. They didn't put that surveillance apps. They didn't put all these things in place with these digital passports because they were going to use them for a year, then scrap them. They all beta tested them in the first phase, and they're going to be used on whatever next phase they're going to roll out to try to force compliance for people to go along with them. What they've done now is they're not going to say you absolutely cannot do anything, cannot go anywhere unless you have the shot. They're not going to do that. What they're going to do is exactly what they've been doing now over the last two years. They're going to slowly boil the frog in the pot. What I mean by that is they're going to make it more and more difficult to do anything without getting the shot. I told you before, my uh, mother-in-law, my father-in-law, Lana's side, they travel to Ecuador uh, for missionary stuff on a semi-regular basis. They come back and forth. Well, one of the issues that they've run into now, and it's gotten very, very troublesome to them, they've gotten very frustrated with it, is every time they have to fly out internationally, still to this day, if they fly to Ecuador, they have to do a PCR rapid test at the airport, do a specific test that the airport designates. It's $150 per test. You have to do it early. If you don't get there early, if you don't do it on time, if anything's late, if nothing goes perfectly as planned, you simply miss your flight. They don't let you on the plane. And then you got to deal with that whole thing. Now, it's not like that everywhere throughout the entire world from what I've read, but it's going to start getting more and more like that to where they want to get every single person to comply with it. Now, here's the million-dollar point that I have told everybody before. Don't comply with it. If you start having tens of thousands of flights flying empty because people don't can't make their flight because they're not going to take these tests, the airline companies are going to collapse again like they did during COVID. And they're going to be begging for more money and begging for more support. The problem that we have done now for so many years during COVID, the last two and a half years, so many people just go along and finally go, I've had enough. I'm going to comply. I'm going to submit to it because you know what? It's way easier to do that than to deal with anything else. And I told you guys, I didn't fly for three years commercial. I didn't do it. didn't fly anywhere. I didn't go on anything. What's it going to? Because of the doggone mask mandates that they tried to force on everybody on the planes. I said, I'm not going to get in a physical altercation over a mask on a plane and, you know, a sealed capsule up 40,000 feet in the air. And I said, I sure as heck, I'm going to put it on a no fly list because I'm not going to wear a mask. I said, so we just won't fly for a while. And I know a lot of people that did that. They started driving everywhere. And so, again, this is the situation that we're all being put in. It's, it's a precarious situation. I'm not going to lie. But again, this isn't something that we can turn around and just pretend it's going to go away because, as I've said repeatedly, 
they are getting something spooled up, just like we talked about the other day with all these cases now with RSV and flu and COVID. They don't know what to do with it. It's going to get much worse the more people continue to get injected with this shot. But I wanted to get that out there this morning because I thought that was interesting. And, of course, prove my point again with how the USDA makes all these companies recall food at the drop of a hat for a single complaint. But yet we can have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of deaths on one report of a COVID shot. Yet totally cool. Nothing to see here. Move along. Get your shot or you're not allowed to fly. What do you think, Dad? Well, good opening, Austin. Uh, let's find out who owns Tyson Foods. Let's let's go ahead and go to Stockzoa. If you want to find out who owns anything, just type in who owns Tyson Foods and put in Stockzoa. And uh, by the way, uh, you already know who owns Stockzoa. We've already, you know, we, we're just going to make it real simple here this morning. Uh, number one shareholder and basically uh, Stockzoa's Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Okay, uh, number two shareholder in uh, stock with stocks over with uh, Tyson Food is BlackRock. Number two, and uh, number three shareholder is State State Street. Oh you my know. gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, and you know what's so funny is what other show have you listened to about this that's basically told you that? Hmm? Anybody, anybody want to just guess that anybody else said Vanguard, State Street, and BlackRock? I mean, it's just, it's just they own all of it. And uh, they are the first three stockholders, and they're the ones who are recalling all this beef. And Austin's probably right. They're not going to throw all that stuff away. They're going to send it to their dehydration factories, in my opinion. They're going to go ahead and put it in underground storage underneath their underground, deep underground military bases. That's my opinion. Now, I might be wrong. They may be just taking it out back and flushing it or burying it or whatever. <laughs> I don't see why they would. But suddenly, you know, we're finding all these callbacks and recalls on all this food. And like Austin says, you've got millions of people dying globally from the vaccine, but they won't recall a single shot. They won't test a single shot. I mean, who's policing these people? <laughs> I mean, does anybody is, – is the, are, are the inmates, you know, policing the insane asylum? I mean, what the heck is going on? And then you find out that because of, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and Mossad and CIA and MI6, that the vast majority of these global leaders, including Zelensky, the pervert who likes to run around in leathers and high heels and basically dance like he's a weirdo, uh, basically are basically being controlled by the same people that basically recalled all this meat. Just, that's how it works. And now he's getting he's getting absolutely eviscerated by the United Nations for saying that Russia launched missiles into Poland, which was a complete and total lie. And on and on and on and on and on. This, this whole circle goes, the circus clown show. And yet people still sit there and get their vaccines. Well, they're not a vaccine. They still get their DNA changing clot shots because they're told to do it. And, and again, and more people are still unbelievably getting into the fights with their family. It hasn't ended, by the way, on who's had the vaccine, who hasn't had the vaccine. I still remember my good friend from college, and she basically decided that you know she wanted to see her grandkids, and uh, they said uh, you, the only way you're going to see these grandchildren is you have to get the shot. And the other night I was, you know, at, the, at my at my birthday party, and then I asked some other friends why they were there. I said, "Have you had the the shot?" They go, "Oh yeah, we had to take the shot." I'm like, "Why?" They go, "Well, we had to see the grandkids," and. It's, un- it's unreal that people are actually that this this absolutely naive that these guys are doing this. So so we know that Vanguard, State Street, and BlackRock own Tyson Foods. Recall all of this. Now, let's take a look real quick about. Let's take a look at BlackRock since we're going to do this this morning and, and tie into all the stuff together. You know, we got Fink owns that. Oh, by the way, he's Jewish, and oh, I tell you, Zelensky, he's Jewish too, and Klaus Schwab, he's he's he's, he's Jewish too. 
And now, I'm going to say this. I don't believe any of them are Jewish. They claim to be. Oh, that's right. That's biblical again, isn't it? They claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. Okay. And so don't pick on the Jews on this. It's just, you know, I mean, Kanye just sort of should have thrown in the books of Reve- book of Revelations two quotes by the synagogue of Satan. Should have done that. And then uh, then they would have actually uh, just been unbelievably mad. <laughs> he had done that because he would have taken it away from them and put it on the real people, this synagogue of Satan that basically has been around for a long, long, long time. But let's take a look at BlackRock real quick. Let's, let's I digress. Here's the, here's the article from Global Research. It says it's by William Engel. How BlackRock Investment Fund triggered the global energy crisis. Many people are bewildered by what is global energy by, by what is a global energy crisis with oil prices, gas, and coal simultaneously soaring, and forcing foreclosure of many industrial plants such as chemicals or aluminum or steel. The Kabbalist Luciferian controlled sex death cult Biden administration. And the EU, basically the same group, have insisted that all is because of Putin and the Russian military actions in Ukraine, which is a country smaller than Texas. <laughs> it's not the case. The energy crisis is a long-planned strategy of Western corporate and political circles to dismantle industrial economies in the name of dystopian green agenda that has its roots in the period years well before February 22 when Russia launched an attack against Ukraine. And by, by the way, I'm really hesitant to believe anything coming out of Ukraine. I had a man who was there for years, and if he was still there, I would believe him. And he has some people that are contacting him still there. And if he gets direct feedback from them, I'll believe that. But the reality is, is a lot of this stuff is more obfuscation. Here's what the article says. In January 2020, on the eve of the economically and socially devastating COVID lockdowns, the CEO of the world's largest investment fund, Larry Fink of BlackRock, issued a letter to Wall Street colleagues and corporate CEOs on the future of investment flows in a document modestly titled A Fundamental Reshaping of Finance, Fink, <laughs> name is so appropriate for him, who manages the world's largest investment fund with some $7 trillion under their management, announced a radical departure for corporate investment. Money would go green. In his closely followed 2020 letter, Fink declared, quote, in the near future and sooner than most anticipate, there we go, Klaus Schwab, you'd own nothing, you'd be happy, we're going to inject you with DNA, we're going to change you. That, that class Schwab. There will be significant reallocation of capital. Climate risk is investment risk, further he stated. Every government company and shareholder must confront climate change. In a separate letter to BlackRock, investor clients, Fink, rotten Fink, the dirty rotten Fink, the dirty rotten Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan's sex testicle, Fink, delivered a new agenda for capital investing. He declared that BlackRock will exit certain high-carbon investments, such as, here we go, coal. There we go, no more coal. No more coal for you. No more. You can't run the power plants. The largest source of electricity. Oh, yeah, that's right. For the USA and many other countries, he added that BlackRock would screen new investment in oil, gas, and coal to determine their adherence to the UN Agenda 2030 for sustainability. Dirty rotten Fink made clear the world's largest fund would begin to disinvest in oil and gas and coal. Over time, Fink wrote, companies and governments that do not respond to stakeholders and address sustainability risks will encounter growing skepticism from the markets, and in turn, he's saying their, their stock prices are going to crash. A higher cost of capital, that means they're going to charge them more money to borrow. Now, how does he have a power? How does he have that? How will the markets and these companies who don't follow his agenda have a higher cost, cost of capital? Oh, that's right, because the same groups that run the planet, who run the central banks, who determine cost of capital for these different banks, are controlling these groups too. 
Same people. He added that climate change has become a defining factor in companies' long-term prospects, and we're at the edge of a fundamental reshaping of finance. That means we're going to be going to a digital currency. From that point on, the so-called ESG investing, penalizing CO2-emitting companies like ExxonMobil, which is funny, too, because they're owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, too, has become all the fashion among hedge funds and Wall Street banks and investment funds, including State Street and Vanguard. There we go. Now we got all three of them listed, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, such as the power of BlackRock through circular ownership, in which they all own interlocking corporate directorships and shares. Dirty, rotten scoundrel Fink was also able to get four new board members, and ExxonMobil committed to end the company's oil and gas business. Now, wait a minute. ExxonMobil is a oil and gas company. What the heck are they supposed to do? So he's got four new board members. This reminds me of that movie, the very first Iron Man with Tony Stark. Remember Tony Stark? He owned the weapons company. They produced weapons to go all over the world, and he gets kidnapped by the jihadists and gets put into a cave and builds an Iron Man suit and stays locked up for several months, and he gets loose. They bring him back to the United States, and he's eating a cheeseburger, and he's sitting down, and he says, and he announces, by the way, you know, Stark Enterprises will no longer produce weapons. <laughs> he shut his whole business out. What, do they have a 60-point drop in their stock prices like in one day in the movie? This one, they're saying that the oil and gas company ExxonMobil are committed to end the company's oil and gas business. It's so stupid. Now, here we go on to say the January 2020 Fink letter was a declaration of war by big finance against the conventional energy industry. BlackRock was the founding member, listen to this, of the task on climate-related financial disclosures and is a signatory on the UNPRI Principles of Responsible Investing, a UN-supported network of investors pushing zero-carbon investing using highly corrupt ESG criteria which is basically environmental, social, and governance factors into investment decisions. There's no objective control over the fake data for the company's ESG. It's all fake. As well as BlackRock signed the Vatican's. Here we go. The Vatican's title. Remember the, remember the book? Remember the book? Operation Gladio, the unholy alliance between the Vatican, the mafia, and the CIA. Ties it back together again. See, with the money laundering. As well as BlackRock signed the Vatican's 2019 statement advocating carbon pricing regimes. BlackRock's 2020 also joined Climate Action 100, a coalition of almost 40 investment managers managing $40 trillion, again, all owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard and the Bloodline families. With that fateful January 2020 letter, Fink, the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan weirdo, set in motion a colossal disinvestment in the trillion-dollar global oil and gas sector, notably the same year BlackRock Fink was named to the board of trustees. Get ready. He was named to the trustees of Klaus Schwab. Dystopian World Economic Forum, the corporate and oh by the way, remember Klaus Schwab is also Jewish. The dystopian, <laughs> I should have said that again. The, the Klaus Schwab's dystopian World Economic Forum, the corporate and political nexus of the zero carbon UN Agenda 2030, and in 2019 the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, you know nothing. And the United Nations signed a strategic partnership framework to accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda. Of course, they did. The World Economic Forum has a strategic intelligence platform, which includes sustainable 2030's 17 developmental goals. His 2021 CEO letter, doubling down, think doubled down on the attack on oil and gas and coal. Given how central the energy transition will be to every company's growth prospects, we are asking companies to disclose a plan of how their business model will be compatible with a net zero economy. Are you listening to that? A net zero economy? Think wrote, in other words, we're all going to go out of business and not have to use oil and gas anymore. Fink wrote, another BlackRock officer told him a recent energy conference, where BlackRock goes, others will follow. And he goes on to say, is Biden a BlackRock president? 
early in his then lackluster presidential bid, Biden had closed the door meeting in late 29. Mit Schwab. together. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Excuse me, that was my German coming out because I can't deal with these people. Biden has a closed door meeting in late 2019 with Fink, who reportedly told the candidate that I'm here to help. After his faithful meeting with Blackrock's Fink, candidate Biden announced we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Let's shut the planet down, girls and boys. Let's do a total economic collapse and let's shut down the world economic engine because it'll be fun. In December 2020, even before Biden was inaugurated in January 21, he named BlackRock Global Head of Sustainable Investing. <laughs> Biden needs to be the assistant to the president and director of the National Economic Council here. These who played a key role in Obama in drafting the Paris Climate Agreement of 2015 had quietly shaped the Biden war on energy. It's been catastrophic for the oil and gas industry. That's one thing. Months. These. Okay, I have to stop the German. Fink's Mandis was active in giving the new President Biden a list of anti-oil measures. By the way, you guys know I speak fluent German, so sometimes it just kind of creeps in, and sometimes I kind of creep it in. <laughs> anti-oil measures signed by executive order beginning day one of January 21. That included, this is the Biden doing this, includes the closing of the Keystone Pipeline that would bring 830,000 barrels a day of oil from Canada to far as Texas refineries and halting any new leases in the Arctic National Wildlife Reserve. Biden also rejoined the Paris Climate Peace Accord that these had negotiated for Obama in 2015, and Trump had canceled. It's one of the good things that Trump did do. Now, they're also killing the refining capacities. I'm not going to read any more of this, but guys, listen to me. And I know I've been joking about this this morning, and quite frankly, uh, Mary Hart doeth good like a medicine. <laughs> Sometimes I read this stuff. And forgive me for laughing, okay? I know it's not funny. I got it, all right? It's, it's awful. But doggone, I'm not going to sit around and cry either. These guys are a bunch of darn, I'll, I'll buffer myself, darn weirdos that like to dress up in skirts and high heels and run around in leathers and dance all kinds of weird stuff and think that they're okay and they're normal. These people are perverts. Guys, they're a sex death cult pervert and they're running the planet. They are the synagogue of Satan. Just laugh at them. You want to really make a bad laugh at them and say, You guys are a bunch of weirdos and we're not going to listen to you anymore, like Austin says, and just stand your ground against these nutbags. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story? Oh, you're spot on with it. And I mean, that's why I couldn't, couldn't help but laugh when you brought up who owns Tyson Foods. And I mean, so you got to think about it. These guys already run every single platform as far as their circular ownership. So all they do with this now is they come in. This is what they could do. I'm not saying this is what they're doing, but this is what they very easily could do. They come in, they recall this 100,000 or 10,000, whatever insane amounts of ground beef it is. They recall it. They have to dispose of it. So it's a complete and total loss that they put on the books. Well, when they dispose of it, it goes to the dehydrator and then turns around and gets stored in their storage you know, units wherever they are underground. And uh, now they've got 10,000 extra pounds of dehydrated beef that's stored up, and they write the entire thing off as a loss on the books because they had to recall it, and it doesn't significantly really cost them anything. And so – these are how these guys operate with this, and this is why when you start digging into it, you start finding out these groups own everything. But it's never enough. They always have to go more, 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 more. That's why they're talking about now doing this pilot program as far as with the digital currency with the Federal Reserve. Now, if you guys saw this, the uh, this week the New York Federal Reserve announced a 12-week pilot program in partnership with several very large commercial banks to test the feasibility of central bank digital currency. Here it goes. Right after this stuff just happened with the FTX, all of a sudden – 
the Fed comes out and says, oh, we're going to do a proof of concept program and test digital money platform on regular liability networks for technical feasibility. The pilot program will use digital tokens that represent bank deposits. Institutions involved in the program will engage in simulated transactions to test the viability of the system. The pilot will test how banks use digital tokens in a common database and how they can speed up payments. Listen to this. Banks involved in the pilot program include Morgan Chase, BN Mellon, Citi, HSBC, MasterCard, PNC, TD, Truist, U.S. Banks, Wells Fargo. Dude, the list goes on. It's basically every single main bank that's on the platform. They're going to start using this. There's a reason why they're testing this out with these new banks. They're getting ready to run their own central central bank digital currency. That's what they want to do. Because remember, you, China's already done this. This is why I have always encouraged you guys, make sure you keep a demand for cash. Every single transaction that's done every day, millions and millions of transactions in the United States every single day, they're all based on algorithm skills. They look at what people spend money on. They look at how they spend money on. They look at these credit cards, whether they use cash, what they use them on. And they're showing now. They've seen this. There is a slower, slower, slower demand for cash usage on payment transactions every single year. People are going to credit cards. People are going with more points. People are doing this. And a lot of times it is significantly more convenient. There's no question about it because you can go in and say, okay, well, if I buy this now and I get this points back or if I have a problem with it, I can return it or I can file a charge back so I'm more secure with it. There's no question about it. They've made it very secure. But they're also doing it to our own demise because once they make it, so that there is nothing but pretty much credit card purchases with digital tokens on your card, there will be no hiding a transaction. Even if you want to do something that isn't even needing to be hidden, but you simply don't want anybody knowing about it. Like you go, oh, you know, I'm going to go purchase a firearm from somebody, completely legal, but I just want to pay them in cash. I got $1,000 in cash that I want to spend and I want to go buy a firearm. Nope, sorry, can't do that, guys. Transactions over $100 are now banned in cash. You can't use any of that now. You got to get permission. And what's interesting, they say here, that these virtual banknotes or coins would be held in a digital wallet on your computer or smartphone, and that they go around and they essentially would be a Fed-backed digital dollar, which provide many of the benefits touted by cryptocurrencies without the price swings and usage fees. See, what happened was Bitcoin, when it first started to come in, and a lot of the ideology with the blockchain technology was very, very cool. It really was. It was very complicated, but it was very cool, and it was very anonymous in a lot of sense. You could actually do digital transactions and keep a lot of stuff very secure from uh, from a privacy standpoint. Well, the banks knew this, and they caught on to it very, very quickly. And in my opinion, I think they were involved in a lot of stuff that was built around the cryptocurrencies. So they allowed a lot of it to continue to go on the market. They allowed a lot of it to expand, and they made a lot of money with it. A lot of people made a lot of money with digital currencies. And then what they did was when they realized now, okay, we are now ready to start rolling out a test bank. We are now start ready to roll out a central back currency that won't be independent like Bitcoin. They won't be able to be off the record. We will be able to control every facet of the transaction from start to finish we'll be able to track it monitor it record it and essentially prosecute it if we don't like what you do this also comes into the factor of the irs becoming the another strong arm of the law with the united states uh, tax code they come in and say well we already know every single thing you purchased every single thing you bought well so it's interesting sir uh, uh, how, how are you how are you uh how'd you pay for this because we show that you spent eighty thousand dollars this year in digital currency but uh you know you only made thirty thousand dollars as far as it's your job so 
there's a discrepancy here. How, how, how are you making this happen with this other currency? Where's this other currency coming from? Oh, that's right. We audited everything. We found that you've now had money that you stored away. Oh, that's illegal. You can't do that. You didn't declare that money. Okay. Now we got penalties and interest and back fees and, 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 and that's exactly what they're trying to figure out how to do because cash is so easy to use and it should always have been there and it should always be there because remember, China's already done this with the digital currency they have over there. That is completely and totally out of control. The PBOC has also indicated it can put limits on the size of transactions in China or even require appointments to make large ones. Some observers wonder whether payments will be now linked to the emerging social credit system, whether citizens with exemplary behavior are whitelisted for privileges while those with criminal and other infractions find themselves left out. China's goal is not to make payments more convenient, but to replace cash so they can keep closer tabs on people than it already does. China launched its digital pilot program last year. The Chinese government-backed digital currency got a boost when the country's biggest online retailer announced the first virtual platform to accept the Chinese digital currency. China isn't the only government exploring the possibility of this. Sweden has also developed a central digital currency. The European Central Bank is also pushing for the same, and the Russian Central Bank governor told NMCBC that digital currency is the future of our financial system. They're where it's going with here. They're, that's where it's going. There's no question about it. There's no, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this? The best thing you can possibly do is use cash as long as you can and also have outside elements, in my opinion. I always think precious metals are always an external source because here at the end of the day, no matter what, Black market bartering has always been something that has been profound in the entire world. Going in and saying, hey, I got this. You want to trade for this? I got coins for this. I have silver eagles for this. People always traded as currency. Silver and gold have spent the test of time for thousands of years. They're not going anywhere. Now, they may try to go in and ban them like they did you know, with Woodrow Wilson. They might try to go in and, or Franklin Roosevelt. They might try to go in and do that. But at the end of the day, you still can only control so much. And that's why they want to monitor, track every single transaction and why it's so important to keep cash alive the best you possibly can. And that's why I always encourage people at, when they come to the office, do if you want to pay in cash, I'll usually give you a cash discount. So I don't have to deal with the fees and everything else that goes along with it because that's the other thing that they've done now. Everybody started to charge transaction fees on everything because the transaction fees are getting more and more expensive. And so they're figuring out another way to make more money off everybody buying stuff by charging more fees and transaction fees on everything. It's just another way to do more money magic, to steal more money that the banker boys have always been so good at. Because remember, the banks never actually produce anything. People fail to grasp that concept. They lend money out and charge interest on the money. They never print the interest or give the interest to an individual. You give somebody a $100,000 loan, you're paying 7% interest on a $100,000 loan. You're paying $7,000 a year roughly in interest on that loan. Well, that $7,000 you never got with the loan. You never got printed, so to speak. Like Dad used the analogy before. If you have a country and they go borrow a million dollars or $100 million from Bill Gates, and all of a sudden he gives you $100 million with an interest rate on it, well, the $100 million of newfound printed currency for that country or that island, the interest never got printed. The money doesn't exist. They make it out of nothing. So people have to start taking money from outside sources to try to cover the interest debt. This is why when the banks do the fractional reserve lending and they go in and they can do 40 to 1 reserve lending on transactions or basically on cash deposits in the account. So say you have a million dollars in a savings account with a bank. That bank can lend out $40 million in loans off your million dollars in cash that's on your 
in your account. And they'll sit there and they say, oh, we're going to give you a generous 3% interest on it. You know, we're going to give that a generous. While they turn around and lend that $40 million off the fractional reserve note of your million, they lend that out at 6 7 8% interest on $40 million. Now, you can do the math real quick and realize you're not getting a very good deal on your money. <laughs> but that's what the banker boys do. This is why Jesus threw them out of the temple. This is why he whipped them and flipped their tables because of unjust scales. The technology has just changed. The theory and concept has never changed. They do the exact same thing. They just figure out how to do it more efficiently and now doing it digitally, something that's very interesting. But again, you have to address it and get it out there and remind everybody why it's so important to stay strong and continue to use cash. Also, to another news, gun sales have more than doubled in Oregon now with the ballot measure 114 pending. The Oregon State Police have now stated, and a lot of sheriffs across Oregon have said they will not be enforcing this new uh, amendment that was put on the ballot. Essentially, what it does is it puts massive restrictions on gun purchases. You have to go through all these hoops now with like fingerprints and permits just to buy a gun. I'm just just to buy a firearm. And of course, they're always one that they love to do when they finally slide it in the door. They're banning anything over 10 round capacity magazines. And I've told you guys this repeatedly. This is one of the biggest atrocities we've ever seen in violation of the Second Amendment. 10-round capacity magazine, 30-round standard capacity mags, 60-round mags, 100-round drums, or belt-fed. It does not matter. The Second Amendment was very, very candid on the right to keep and bear arms. It didn't put a limit on powder and ball. It didn't say you could only have 16 ounces of powder in your possession with only 15 pellets or 10 pellets you know, or balls. It didn't say that for a very specific reason because it's needed to feed that firearm in a defensive manner. The reason why they do this is they do not want anyone to have the ability to provide any type of significant firepower, whether it's covering suppressive fire, whether it's engaging long range, whether it's basically covering your group that's trying to flank. They don't want anybody having the ability to do that. And you get in a very, very heavy gunfight with multiple people and you're sitting there trying to swap out 10 round mags repeatedly makes it very difficult to put up any type of defensive force. No matter who's showing up, I'm talking, I'm talking about anybody, because you're sitting there. What are you going to do on a plate carrier? You carry you know, 30 10 round mags on you. I mean, that's 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 nightmare to try to do. You can't carry a loadout with 30 10 round mags. I mean, yes, you can. This could be be ludicrous. They know this. This is why they're doing it. They say, oh, well, it, it prevents mass shootings. Dude, there's another mass stabbing over in the UK. The other day. There's somebody running around with a machete lopping off people's body parts. Well, they're going to ban machetes? Oh, that's right. They tried to do that over there, right? They banned certain knives. You can't be in possession of knives over there. Still doesn't stop it. Bad people do bad things when bad people want to do bad things. And the only thing that stops bad people are good people. And the only way to stop bad people is good people have the ability to defend them with overwhelming firepower if they need to do so. The Second Amendment was not a suggestion. It was a right from the very beginning for a very specific reason. Oregon, sad to see this happening. Not surprised over there, but I really, really encourage the sheriffs. I saw this article the other day. These sheriffs are the final defense for the citizens in those states. These sheriffs need to be laying down the law and saying, no, this is a violation of the Second Amendment. We will not comply with the legal mandates in this state. We will not enforce them. We will not go along with them. That is the only thing they can do in this last position here. And, of course, the citizens can continue to ask themselves the question, do you want to comply with illegal, unjust, unconstitutional measures that are being forced upon you? Because in every point in history, without fail, 
anytime the population is disarmed by the government, mass genocide always occurs directly after that. That has never been anything different. That is exactly what happens every single time. So best believe when somebody tells you you're not allowed to have this gun or have this magazine or have this many bullets because, well, it's for your safety. That's why you're not allowed to do it. Criminals don't care about laws, hence the term criminals. They're not worried about laws because all they do is break laws. Newsflash to everybody that's in Oregon. So again, I encourage you guys, use your brains and use wisdom with how you want to handle the situation out there. What do you think, Dev? I remember, Austin, uh, do you remember the guys, when you were going into the Marine Corps as an officer with the OCS program, back when Obama was getting elected and you basically didn't want to go serve under Obama, there was a sergeant there. You remember his Master name? Sergeant Cook. There you go. Remember what he said? Master Sergeant Cook. Yep, he was in Marsoc, and he used to do. And he used to carry a minimum twelve mag loadout on his person, on his gear. As a kid, which, <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> those were like those were like thirty, fifty round mags. I mean, thirty, 30 round carried, mags. Yep. Yeah, and he always carried three, four hundred bullets. But we always said, we asked him, why do you carry so many? He goes, well, I don't want to run out of bullets. You run out of bullets, yeah. dead. And uh, but Master Sergeant Cook, I don't know whatever happened to him. I know he's going to retire and was going to go back into one of the. Uh, he's going to be a basically independent contractor. Contractor. Yeah, so we good money. But but that but so Austin's right. You don't you don't want to run around with thirty magazines with ten round. Mag- it's just too much. It takes too long to dump the mag and reload and rechamber. It just takes too long. And I've done a lot of training with Austin over the years. And I mean, we're always dropping mags, dropping mags, having to go back and pick them all up. And I just it's just it's it's fun doing that. But you got to be but you're, when you're using. Remember, we're not shooting blanks when we do this stuff. We're running live fire. And you better be careful. If you've got somebody else out there with you, training with you, you better darn sure know that they, they don't, they're not going to muzzle sweep you. They'll kill you. And so uh, it's really important that we maintain high-capacity magazines in the United States. And when you see this stuff happening in these doggone democratically controlled communist, I hate to say it, hellhole states that have just gone to the crap and back because of what they've done to them and the law enforcement's not there anymore, et cetera, it's even more reasons to have more magazines and, and more ability to fight back. And remember – you know, a person who's armed, you know, a 70-year-old, 80-year-old, 90-year-old granny, okay, 95 pounds, you know. You know, we're talking like grannies like now in the Beverly Hillbillies. You don't remember granny. You know, a little bitty granny running around. If You put a doggone 45, you know, Kimber in her doggone hand with a 20-round loadout, 20-round magazine that pops into the bottom of that Kimber, little granny's got some serious firepower. And, and the thing about it is it doesn't matter how big you are how strong you are. And nobody ain't messing with you if you get that gun out first. And so just be really, really careful, you know, with guns, guys, and don't muzzle sweep. Get good training with them. And remember, if you're in states that allow you to have carry without having to carry a concealed weapon, without having to have a permit, great. But make sure you check the laws in your state because some of these states, you walk into the doggone state across the street, five feet into the state. You're not supposed to have, you know, like New York City, you walk into the city limits, boom, now you got a gun, doesn't make any difference. You're going directly to jail. And just be really, really, really careful. Now, you, New York is going into another hellhole state again, another hellhole city again with all the crime there and all the people getting beat up on the subways, et cetera, et cetera, because nobody can defend themselves there anymore. Very few permits are given for the guns. By the way, let's, let's digress from this for a second. Uh, Farage, Biden and Sunak, the first Goldman Sachs prime minister cozying up to China at the G20. Here we go. Get ready. Goldman Sachs. Founding member of the Federal Reserve Bank. Brexit champion Nigel Farage says that Rishi Sunak, following Joe Biden, is softening his once vocal opposition to China because China is also controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel. They own the banks there. That the G20 signals he will now fully embrace globalist economic entanglements with a communist state. So the whole goal was the Chinese credit store here. Questioning who the real Rishi Sunak is, Farage noted that during a September contest for the 
conservative party leadership that they he had lost, by the way. He made a point of acting as though he would recognize communist China as a threat to our national security and get tough. While he was going to get the votes, now he is the prime minister and he's briefing journalists on the plan going to the G20. We have to have a dialogue with Beijing to deal with world issues like climate change. Here we go again. Faraj observed on the YouTube video. Well, here we go. Here we go. We're going to just be right here. We're going to just call it out now. Well, how interesting that Anthony Albanese, the Australian prime minister, this morning has pretty much said the same thing, that we need to emphasize trade with China. And the Joe Biden, once jokingly called Beijing Biden, was cozying up to President Xi yesterday in a one-to-one meeting. He continued expressing amusement that all people, it was the European Union's representative that was the only one to take a strong stance against economic dependence on the Chinese Communist Party. It's not the Chinese Communist Party. It's what they call it. It's the Rothschild Banking Cartel Communist Party. Now, let's go on to continue to read on this. Jeremy Hunt, again, a true, true globalist, the Brexit leader said of Sunak's chancellor of the whatever that is, E-X-C-H-E-Q-U-E-R, however you want to pronounce that, Exchequer. I guess another failed party leadership candidate warning people to expect a big state, high taxes, low growth, low productivity and an increasing interdependence with the Chinese Communist Party. Okay. This is the group here that runs the world. OK, this is the group, as Rolling Stone magazine called it a few years ago. One of their articles where they actually came out and told the truth. OK, it basically is a giant vampire squid. Branding Sunak, the first Goldman Sachs prime minister, in reference to the premier's pre-politics career as an analyst for Goldman Sachs, he was infamously described as a great vampire squid. This is the bank was. I'm sorry. The Goldman Sachs and the Federal Reserve Banks were described as a great vampire squid wrapped around the face of humanity, relentlessly jamming its blood funnel into anything that smells like money. <laughs> okay, here, here's a picture you got to get. You've got this satanic group, the synagogue of Satan, right? They're, they're a bunch of vampires. Remember Prince Charles? You know, he said that his great-great-granddaddy was Vlad the Impaler. I mean, Count Dracula. I mean, this is not made up. You guys can look it up. And I don't make stuff up. So here we have this guy who is Vlad the Impaler, Count Dracula. And we have this group of people now that are part of this giant vampire squid network. You'd call it the globalist Luciferian Sex death, sex death cult cabal, they've got these giant fangs that hang out of their mouth, right? And every time they see money and see profit, they jam their blood funnel into that to suck the life out of people. That's a pretty dire description of who these people are, but it kind of ties together what they do in the middle of the night and their, basically their ceremonies and their bloodletting and their blood sacrifice ceremonies that they have in which they do all kinds of horrible things to children and anybody else who can get their vicious fangs into. It's sickening, guys. By the way, Ron DeSantis on the rumored civil war with Trump has said, first, people just need to chill out. Now that Ron DeSantis is diffusing the situation with Trump, I doubt very seriously he's going to say anything or do anything with Trump right now. He's basically letting everything calm back down. Now, will he run for president? It depends on what they want him to do. Remember, he went to Yale. <laughs> Just to let you guys know, I like Ron DeSantis. I do. But when you get to this level of politics and you get to be this level of well-known and they give you this much autonomy that they give it him, there's always a price to pay with that. There's always a cost to endure and there's always a compliance to make and to, and to be part of. It's just part of what it is. So be really, really careful and 
voting going Ruha for Ron DeSantis or Trump or anybody at this point because, guys, listen to me. It's like we said yesterday. How can you expect a crooked political system to correct the crooked political machines and the people they put into place and power and the machinations behind the scenes? It's impossible to do that. That's why we have to keep our hearts and minds in Jesus. Now, I've had so many basically compliments from the show yesterday on November the 17th, 2022, if you're listening to the archives, about what we talked about, the role of the responsibility of husbands and wives in raising their children and what really happens to us when we leave our skin suit and we go to heaven and how we don't die and how we're all quantumly entangled. So if you missed that show yesterday, you really need to watch that one or listen to it. That's a really, really good broadcast. We've had a lot of compliments on that. I want to thank you for that because I'm humbled by that. Whenever you guys send me letters like that, I'm just like, give the honor and the glory to God Almighty because, you know, all Austin and I try to do is report the news in a way that basically makes sense. And the way we kind of report it is the only way that we can figure out how it makes sense. All right. I never trusted uh, Simon Gold. I'm going to say that. She was a doctor that was basically part of this anti-vaccinating person who was basically arrested. Uh, I'm going to read this to you. A right-wing doctor group led by anti-vaccine insurrectionists and closed the scandal. Simon Gold has used charity funds to buy a $3.6 million house, group leaders claim. Scandal has reached a full boil at America's frontline doctors. You always have to get a, how should you say, a rotten apple in the bunch. It seems like they always plant somebody. There's some more in that group, too, but I'm not going to mention any of the names, but they'll be exposed to. The scandal has reached a full boil in America's frontline doctors. The right-wing pseudo-medical group, notorious for peddling bogus COVID-19 treatments, fear-mongering over vaccines and other safety-effective health measures. Okay, now I'm going to, re- I'm going to rewrite that sentence. Okay, I'm, here's This is Ted Brower's version of that. Scandal has reached the full boil in America's frontline doctors, which is composed primarily of extremely brilliant medical people who basically have told the truth about COVID treatments, and they have warned people about the dangers of the COVID clot shot, and they have tried to enforce and try to help other people to go into effective health measures like vitamin D3, zinc, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, potassium iodide, C, all of that. Now, that's that's the way I would rewrite that sentence because this is an anti-this group's article. Scandal has split the group. Uh, into warring factions with its prominent founder, Simon Gold, accused of a slew of wrongdoing, including using the charity group's funds to buy a $3.6 million mansion for herself and her boyfriend. She's also accused of staging a hostile coup in the organization of the week since her release from federal prison for her role in the January 6, 2021 insurrection, which the group has defended. The group has the coup has left employees locked out of the email accounts and other resources, according to a lawsuit filed by AFDL. AFLDS against Gold on November the 4th. The lawsuit also claims Gold seized control of the group's bank accounts, which reportedly contain at least $7 million. For now, it appears Gold also has control over the AFLDS's website, which has been pumping out fawning and indignant press releases on her behalf. It is an extraordinarily sordid state, even for an ignoble group. I wanted to say that because I had so many people ask me about Gold, and I simply did not trust her. You know, this goes back to being led by the Holy Spirit. And it, it, it goes back to energy fields, right? It goes back to energy fields. You know, certain people just kind of give you the creeps. You get around them, and it's like a magnet with the opposite poles just pushing you away from them. Like, okay, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? And why are they so weird? Why does she require her children to call her Dr. Gold? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's just – it turns into this giant – weirdness you know there's other doctors in fact i had one of them on the show and i had to delete all the archives she was on because she just went sideways on a bunch of stuff and she's been exposed now by richie from boston but i'm not going to mention any names but the, but the reality is this 
you know, there's a lot of people out there, guys, that are simply not telling you the truth. There's a lot of people out there. They come from nowhere. There's one guy out there right now. He's got this huge talk show. He was completely broke, and he came in with unbelievable funding with a set and all kinds of other stuff. Who paid for all that? Who paid for all of his employees with all of his stuff that he does? And why does he put people like Simon Gold on and other people that have been known to so, you know, say things that simply are not true? Be very, very careful who you listen to. It's so important. I keep getting all these letters from you guys. Who are the bad guys? Who are the bad guys? Who are the bad guys? And I just always say, here's who I follow. You know, the Ted Dawson Brower Show, the Lord Jesus Christ, the great I am. Okay, <laughs> That's who I follow. Now, other talk shows that I listen to that I like, I don't necessarily agree with everything they say. I love Jeff Rents. He's a great friend of mine. He says a lot of stuff that's really, really, really true. But as far as other talk shows and other people out there, I'm just very, very careful as far as not to endorse certain people because I know too much about too many people. It's like the TV evangelist stuff. How many times have you heard me say, don't support TV evangelists, period? Don't do it. Just don't do it. Support your local church. If you call a TV evangelist up, okay, and he doesn't know you personally, and you say to him, so-and-so has died, I need you to come and do a funeral, 99.99% 99.99% of the time, they simply are not going to have the time or the inclination or the desire or the willingness to do any of that stuff. You need a local pastor. You need somebody who can pray for you. Now, listen to me. I know this. you guys do this and say this to me all the time, and I understand that. A lot of you consider this to be your church service. I'm, again, humbled by that. I really am, and I pray for you guys all the time. I had a lady in Ohio who had another house of condo down there in Florida where he got hit in Fort Myers, and she asked me to pray for her, and I do on a regular basis. I've got all these other people I pray for on a regular basis. Uh, Rachel, this morning I prayed for her. All these different people that call me and email me all the time, I pray for them, and I pray for them individually when they send me the, the emails to the ask uh, Dr. Ted B at yahoo.com. But the whole thing is this. You know, I want you to have the ability to at least know somebody locally. If you have to have a funeral or somebody needs to come visit you in the hospital, you can do that. Now, if I was in the area or if I really knew you well, I would come do that for you. I would. But again, we're dealing with COVID lockdowns again. We're dealing with COVID restrictions on flights again. It's all going to happen again because they're not going to allow that. So try your best to find a church that you can go to in your area that's preaching the truth, or at least that can help you and pray for you, even though I continue to do that every single day because it's my honor and my privilege to do so. And when you guys call me your pastor, I'm just absolutely humbled by that because all I try to do is the leading and the calling of what God has done for my life. That's all I try to do. Now, I'm not perfect. I want you to know that. You know, I've got my own issues that I have to deal with on an ongoing basis, and I and I sometimes say bad words. You know, every once in a while I do something I know I shouldn't ought to do. I think all of us do that. As Paul talked about that, is struggling with the flesh. But the reality is this: we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. It doesn't make any difference on the on the battles that we're having to fight because we have the full armor of God on, and we can do all things through Jesus. And when Everything else fails. You stand. You dig your feet in. You dig your heels in. And you buckle down if you have to. You get on your knees if you have to. And you start praying. But you stand your ground. You don't back up. And Austin was right. We stood our ground on this show. I didn't wear those stupid masks, except that one time I had to go with Austin to the hospital. They fought me the whole time. kept threatening to throw me out of the hospital. But I had to get his arm set. But the reality is this. If we all stand our ground, if we all make them pat us down at TSA pre-check when we get through the thing rather than going through an x-ray machine, they will stop forcing that stupid x-ray scanner. They will do that because all the planes are going to be late. 
and they're going to find out very quickly that nobody's going to put up with it. And that's why I have TSA PreCheck, which I recommend that you all get also, because that way you just kind of you know, mosey all around that nonsense. Guys, I love you. I really do. I appreciate you, too. And I thank you that you listen to the show. And I thank you that you support Health Masters. I thank you that you get your vitamins from us and you get your, your deodorants from us and you get your toothpaste from us and all the stuff that you use on a regular basis. Because if it wasn't for you folks, my friends, my family, you guys are amazing to me. We couldn't be here for this. We couldn't be here for you because we don't have commercials. That's how we are able to tell you the stuff that we tell you without having people get mad and say, you can't talk about that because we're going to pull our funding if you talk about that. We don't have to worry about all that because of you. Gosh, I love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. Also, to finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Absolutely. And going back to the frontline doctors, what's interesting about that is, you know, there's always they're always going to try to find somebody that they can get in that group to try to compromise or try to reduce or completely remove the credibility from the entire movement, which is exactly what they're trying to do now. They're trying to pretend that this one person that basically was involved in a bunch of shady stuff now completely and totally ruins the entire movement when 99% of what they said in the movement was very, very factual. I told you guys yesterday, I pulled up the articles on the resveratrol and how it acts as antiviral and research studies on vitamin C plethora of research studies on vitamin C and what it does in antiviral D3, how low D3 levels has a much higher increase of mortality rate from COVID-19 infections. The research, the studies, all that stuff is out there for people to read. They just continue to lie to people in the media and tell it it's not true. It's not real. It's all conspiracy theory. They're, they're questioning the vaccine, you know, the safety of the vaccines. No Duh, people are questioning the vaccine safety because it's been a complete and total lie. From the very beginning, they said it was totally safe and effective with 98%, 92% success rate with them. We found out from Pfizer's own documents that was a complete and total lie. It was really around a 12% effective rate. It wasn't safe. They had to bring in over 2,400 additional workers into the Pfizer research study to handle the massive influx of side effects that were being basically brought up, that people were having, people dropping out of the the enrollment, the program as participants, like flies. That's all documented. But for some odd reason, the document troves, they released at 55,000 pages apiece, and we could talk about them all summer. People got a real short memory span, and the media will not, under any circumstances, address that stuff at all. They have completely, oh, no, that's still, that's conspiracy theory, that's fake news. It's Pfizer's own documents that a federal judge ordered the FDA through Pfizer. They had to release them. Oh, no, no, it's fake news. You're just making stuff up. You're an anti-vaxxer. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm an anti-toxic injectioner. I mean, <laughs> come on now, guys. I'm not just openly saying, hey, it's just a good idea to just start injecting random toxins and RNA gene therapy into your body. Well, because, you know, they said it's safe and effective. They also said aspartame was totally safe. It's not. They also have said high fructose corn syrup's totally safe when it's the number one contributor to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. That's not safe. They also said sucralose is safe. That's not safe. They also used to tell you that cigarettes were completely safe and doctors recommended them. That turned out to be a complete and total lie. The list goes on the line of stuff they tell you safe and effective. So anytime you hear that and you hear the same exact repeated narrative from every single media outlet, you can pretty much be guaranteed 100% that if it's not a downright lie, it's manipulated theater that they're trying to get you to believe by continually telling you the same thing over and over again. Because remember, it's not difficult to convince somebody that something is safe and effective 
if it's actually safe and effective. The results speak for themselves, guys. The newsflash, it's not that hard. It's like when people ask me about certain supplements, like the magnesium brain food. I'm like, dude, try it. Get a 90-day money-back guarantee on it. Pretty much guarantee you're going to like it. I mean, I have virtually zero return rate on that product because it works. Because it's safe and effective and it really, really works. I don't have to sit there and argue. People, people say, oh, I don't like it. I said, okay, it's fine. You know, it's like, send it back. I'll give you a full refund. I rarely ever have to do that because it's safe and effective and it works. If the vaccines were so safe and so effective and they work so great, you wouldn't have to censor the entire world on talking about the side effects that are happening from them. Just a concept that a lot of people seem to be eluded by lately. So, again, Thank you for the support of healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the Eat Clean and Be Healthy cookbook that Sharon wrote, 50% off right now. The Magnesium Brain Food, 10% off right now. All kinds of different other specials on the website. Be sure to check them out. If you need anything, give us a call at healthmasters, 1-800-726-1834. We still pick up the phone, guys. I don't send you through 50 prompts that transfer you to India. I don't do that. We're here all the time in Florida and here to help you out the best we possibly can. So thank you for the support. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Enjoy yourselves, spend time with family, and we'll talk to you again on this show as always, Monday as always. Y'all take care and God bless.